Hi, I'm Jerry, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Jerry. Of the hopeless variety. I brought some fat photos. <laughs> so, you can have them. And um, I'm a little nervous speaking. Welcome. Welcome to the newcomers. This is a good thing. If I don't say anything that resonates with you, you know, go to other meetings and talk to other people, because there's all kinds of different situations in these rooms, and, and they've really helped me. So maybe they'll help you. Um, <clears throat> okay, what it was like, I was a compulsive overeater and restrictor uh, my whole life. I remember being a really little kid and throwing a tantrum during Passover because I couldn't eat a bagel, and just, just a lot of drama, always eating. I was a lonely kid, and food was my entertainment, and I um, spent a lot of afternoons in my life um, in front of the TV with Salty Sweet, Salty Sweet, and the dog. And um, that, was, that was sort of, I, was, I wasn't an only child, but my sisters were much older, so they were gone when I was little, and so I wasn't like an only kid, I was lonely. And um, food was my friend. And uh, I got weirder with food as I got older. I did some weird stuff with food. And I didn't really know that it was that weird, although I did have a lot of shame around it, so I must have known on some level. I certainly knew that other, it didn't seem like other people were going home and doing weird stuff with food like I did. I had this fantasy as a kid, this isn't really relevant, but that I could become invisible so I could watch what the cool kids were doing so I could figure it out, because I just, I didn't really feel like I had a plan. I didn't know how to do it. I just didn't know how to do it, whatever it looked like to me. And um, I got older and I um, started drinking and partying and that took some of the edge off of the food for a few years and that was really fun. I did a college program of um, popcorn and vodka, mm. which worked really well for me for a while. And, um, but food always came back. You know, food always came back. I, I remember uh, sitting at a table with a friend of mine and there was sushi, and this is recently, and there was one piece left. And she was telling some story, and all I could think is, are you gonna fucking eat it? Because like, one of us has to eat it. Who's gonna eat it? Like, I couldn't listen to anything she was saying. I, I couldn't even hear what she was saying. I was so focused on, and I was full. But, you know, that never stopped me. And I've kind of learned about myself that, um, speaking of that, that like fullness is as much a super trigger for me to eat more as really bad hunger. Either side of that, for some reason, triggers me to really crave food. Like getting too full is a big issue in my problem, in my illness, or whatever that is. Um, I don't really blame my illness on my family. You know, we all overate, but all, I think all the women, you know, my mother spent her whole adult life saying, if I could only lose 10 pounds, and she was cute. She was, you know, why would you spend your whole life like that? It just seemed like such a shame. And, um, but, you know, I was busy. I had, I had the compulsion of the kind that when I started to eat and binge, I would get fuller and fuller and hungrier and hungrier at the same time. And it just felt so crazy and so out of control. And it, 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 
it grew in me such a level of despair and shame and self-loathing. I just, and every morning I would promise myself I wouldn't do it again, and every afternoon by four I was doing it again. And I, I, I remember my last, my last event like this, which was about six years ago, and it was, you know, I was away on a vacation, and I bought some, I don't know if you do foods, I bought some cheese and crackers, those are not my foods, and I just remember, like, I'm gonna have a few of these, seemed like a good idea, I could just have a few of these, I've been doing really well in program, I've been in program about eight, nine years, and, um, I couldn't walk away from them. I just couldn't walk away from them. And I'm like, this is absolutely as strong as it has ever been in my life. I'm totally stuffed and I'm totally starving at the same time. And uh, that was when I, you know, I kind of think at that point, I just knew that I was completely powerless over this, that this was not something that I could manage. I had dieted super successfully a number of times I have a 50 pound, 50 to 60 pound weight range. And um, this is pretty much as low as I go while still eating food. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I go up 60 pounds and it's not, you know, it's not life threatening, but I really feel like that top was not anywhere near the end of the road for me. So, I've exercised bulimic, I ran a marathon, I did not run a marathon. I trained for a marathon, I ran 18 miles in my practice run when they took me off the running and said, you are not gonna walk if you keep this up. Everybody was not meant to run like this. But I have done a lot of exercise bulimia to try and counteract and get to eat what I wanna eat. I did a cookie dough diet. That was good for a while. I lost a lot of weight eating only cookie dough for a few uh, months. And, you know, I just had problems with food. That's what it was like for me for a long time. And I came in these rooms at, what, 46, 48, 50, something like that. I'm 59 now. And um, that's frightening, too. And um, I came in because my youngest was going to go to college, I was divorced, and I was going to live alone in the house, and it was just going to be me in the refrigerator. And I knew that if it was just me in the refrigerator, that they were going to have to get the jaws of life to get me out of the house. It was going to be bad. And, you know, I didn't want that for myself. I mean, who would, you know? So I came into these rooms, and I started hearing about people who did stuff with food like I did. I didn't, I wasn't a person that was struck abstinent right away. I came in and was still eating. I would leave these meetings and go buy food. You know, they just made me so anxious. And I didn't like the people in the meetings. Um, I came in these meetings and I just thought, you know, I have friends. You're not going to be my friends. I mean, maybe you have something to teach me, but I already have friends. I'm good. And... um, And then I, and, but I kept coming back because I, I, nothing had ever worked. I mean, I could, I remember one time in the hate, I was at a restaurant and I was on Weight Watchers and I had eaten my amount of carbs for the day and I started sobbing in the restaurant. I'm like, I can't do this. This is killing me. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't follow anybody else's food plan. I could only follow my crazy food plans and they weren't, that wasn't sound. That was, 
that wasn't self-love. That was just food obsession on another on the other side of the coin. And um, and uh, so I kept coming to the rooms, and I had a sponsor the first time. What happened was I started to work the steps. I'm an oversharer. I don't know if you can tell, but. Um, I like to use sharing as a way of getting close to people that I'm actually not that close to. It's, a, it's sort of a, I've, I've kind of discovered that it's a little bit of a false way to, it's a little manipulative on my part in a weird way, and also a little self, not quite taking care of myself, not being careful. And um, why did I say that? Oh. So I came in the rooms and I had, my first sponsor was, uh, was very clear on what I should and shouldn't be eating and I couldn't do it. So I broke that off and um, I, I'm thinking if I had another sponsor in the middle, but I ended up with a sponsor who I really needed. And I don't know that I was so super abstinent with her, but she said that she was gonna keep me no matter what. She would never fire me. And she was a person I needed so badly in my life. I just needed her, and I loved her, and she moved away. So that is really not right. And she told me when she was moving away, she said, if I had known that you had such a, an abandonment issue in your life, I never would have said yes. I'm like, well, you really fucked that up. And, um, but I still talk to her, so it's, it's okay. I am so grateful that she was in my life. What a relationship I never would have imagined. She's not somebody I ever would have met anywhere else. So how cool is that? And, uh, and I, um, I came to realize that like, there are a number of ways that I, uh, you know, character defects, shortcomings, coping mechanisms that have gone awry. I, I got a lot of them. But slowly, the foods, I should get to this, slowly the foods started to drop away. Slowly I started to be able to give up. I knew the first thing to give up was baked floury things because I would, you know, kill somebody for those. And then slowly more foods sort of, it was almost weirdly painless. The popcorn was the last thing to go. I think I gave, I stopped eating popcorn about two years ago and I didn't even mean to. I just knew that I kind of felt bad every time I ate it. Not sick, just bad. And um, I don't know, I just didn't think it was a good idea anymore. And I don't know, I think it, this is my thought. Working the steps is changing my life because I'm becoming a person I can count on a little bit better. A person who, like I, I love this idea. Like I'm human, I make mistakes. These things are gonna come up. I'm gonna overshare with somebody right down the block. and. It's, it's not because I'm broken, it's just because I'm human. And that self-acceptance is giving me so much room. And, and then coming to the meetings just ruined eating. And I needed it to ruin eating. Like, and now I know, like, this eating isn't gonna work out great. I, you know, I, I could have some of that, and there are certain foods I never touch. But sometimes I overeat something, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm still human, but I'm not walking away from this. And I kind of know that I'm gonna eat three times tomorrow. I don't have to be in a panic. I don't have to be terrified. I'm not going back to starving myself, even though my best friend from growing up lost 50 pounds doing blah, 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 blah. 
I don't care. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it to myself anymore because I'm trying to cultivate self-love. I'm not trying to cultivate skinny. I'm not trying to cultivate perfect. I'm not trying to cultivate eating exactly the same thing as maybe you eat. I just want to have the food be quieter and have some self-love and acceptance. You know, my body has done amazing things for me. I get my meditation and zen and love and good juju out of a dance class in the mission. And I go almost every morning. And I can kill it out there. I'm not good, but I'm having a big time. And, I'm, and I'm, my mind goes completely quiet, and I'm really there. It's amazing, and my body gives me that. And I'm just done being mad at it. You know, I just am done. Wish, I don't wish I was taller. I'm not going to wish I was smaller. I'm just not anymore. I'm good. And I'm flawed. And a lot of things are older and not what they once were. And I'm, and I'm okay with that, too, because it's a gift. And I, I got that gift. And, um, I, yeah, I think that that's, that's enough for me. That's, that's what I want to share. So thanks for coming.